trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
welcome to the Top Resort for another week. I'm Green Viper, and you just heard a bunch of cool tracks from none other than the Golden Axe series, specifically the first game, because if you've caught any of the social media posts today, you'll know that, well, it's the 30th anniversary this month of Golden Axe, and I say this month, no one actually knows when the game was released. It was just May 1989, so we're going off that assumption and saying Happy Birthday Golden Axe! The middle of the month was probably when you were released, if not, um, it's an early birthday present, if not it's a late birthday present, whatever. So if you caught the uh, the Sonic 3 Remix show at the... I was going to say the beginning of the month, but it wasn't. Why did that come to my head? No, if you caught the Sonic 3 show back in February, you would sort of know how this works. If you don't know, uh, what's going to happen is each bed or each music break is going to be dedicated to one track from the game and we're going to try and pick three different remixes of each track. And I don't have every single track in the game here, but I have a good chunk of them. And I have three remixes per track to the point where I feel confident that... Um, what am I trying to say here? You know, I feel confident that we've got a good variety of tracks one thing I will say tonight is that there's a whole lot of metal tracks in here because metal and golden axe seem to go really well together, which is it's fitting yet strange considering that golden axe is a game set in the Middle Ages, but at the same time the music lends itself really well to being remixed into metal, and um, I don't know, I guess it fits the general sort of barbaric hack and slash feel of the game, which. Yeah, I can see that, but uh, come on, give us some more varied genres, people, because there's only so many times I can hear Wilderness with, oh, it's got the amp turned up, and it, it's got he's got a guitar, yeah, he, he has got a guitar, look at him. So there's so many times I can hear that before I go, they all sound the same. One that does not sound the same, however, is a track from Master Boot Record, now, that was Golden Axe, that was the track we kicked off the show with. If you caught Discord, you would know that I said... We're starting off the show with a lovely bit of Jerome Tell, and then we proceed to play about three seconds of Jerome Tell because that's how the track starts, and then it just goes into this awesome four minute long metal extravaganza that outshines any other remix of Wilderness I've ever heard in the genre, really. Master Boot Record are brilliant. I found them through that track actually a couple days ago, and initially I clicked on the video and thought, oh, uh, it's. I wonder what this is going to be, maybe it's going to be like a chiptune remix, and I heard the Jerome Tell C64 version, I'm thinking, you have not made this track, you have just claimed this as your own. So I listen a bit further, and then I go, oh, 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 right. <laughs> so so I immediately hopped on SoundCloud, got a download link, and then I li ended up listening to their other original works. Wow, they're brilliant. Go and check out Master Boot Record on Bandcamp, because they make some great techno-y-ish music that... Most of it has nothing really to do with anything. I think the current album is called Internet Protocol, and it's got tracks such as FTP, HTML, which, um, they're very techy, very nerdy, but hey, who cares? After that, from Chris Barker, that was the Golden Axe Metal Medley, which you can go and listen to on YouTube. And in fact, most of these remixes you're going to be hearing tonight, you can only hear them on YouTube. A lot of them I just pulled off there because it was easiest to find them there. And if they had a high quality download on Bandcamp or SoundCloud, I'd normally go for that. But save myself time, just use the YouTube download. I had done with it really, in most instances. And then after that, one requested by Superbike Two, who requested a bunch of tracks tonight. So shout out to him. And if he's listening in, hello to you, sir. 
But we had... Uh, I actually don't know how to say their name. Alinthia the Bard? Alinthia the Bard. With the Golden Axe Piano Medley. One that I was actually going to play anyway, and then... Uh, Superbike requested it, so... Why not? Um, that's the thing. You can still get in requests for this show tonight, just... We have so much music already, I feel like you're just gonna drag this show on forever. But he requested tons of stuff, so shout out to him. And the main way I want to start off this show tonight was with medleys, because I thought, I can, I can do wilderness, but that's a bit too predictable. We've all sort of heard wilderness before. And um, I was just gonna go with medleys, and then that Master Boot record one threw me off a bit, and I thought, there is no way I can play anything else except this one to kick the show off, because it just fits so perfectly in comparison to the med or in comparison to the medley, which is a good track, but not a show start by any means. So I just went with that one, and then we got our wilderness block coming up next. But I, I, I sort of struggled with this with the Sonic 3 show as well. In that case, I got away with it a bit, because... I used Wonder Man, which was, uh, by right said Fred, which was the advertising theme for the game, which it wasn't, uh, for those of you who don't know the backstory of that for some reason, that's not just, like, a song that they bought the rights to for the advertising, well, it technically is, in a way, they bought the rights to use the song in advertising, but they paid right said Fred to create a new version of the song, which was then used in the Sonic 3 adverts, and you can buy it separately. There wasn't really anything along those lines for Golden Axe that I could use the gig of the show, so I had to just think of a really stellar remix that wasn't Jerome Tell, because I, I love the C64 soundtrack for Golden Axe, but I mean, seriously, it's been done to death, people. We've played that song so many times on Radio Sega, but specifically, I think we played it so much on the Topical Resort that it just lost all meaning. But hopefully none of the tracks tonight will lose all meaning, with the exception of just the general melodies of them, because um, aside from one track coming up in the next block, I think everything else on the show is completely new. Um, I've probably... I know I've played the credits theme for the show before, but I've not played the specific remix, and I know I've played Wilderness before, but I've, I haven't even played some of the tracks in any capacity. I don't think I've ever played the Thief's theme, I don't think I've ever played Path of Fiend, or any of the Turtle Village tracks, or Battlefield, or any of them really, or Death Adder either. A lot of these, I I haven't played, and I'm going to sort of save my experience with Golden Axe for later on in the show, because I spent so much time getting this, uh, the music selection ready, that I really haven't had time to get anything else ready. So maybe I, maybe I should have done that, but I spent ages collecting this music tonight, but... One thing that's going to become very clear is I have next to no experience with Golden Axe at all. Um, really not that much. I had the opportunity to play the arcade version a few weeks back, but I didn't do really anything in it. At all. But before we move on to what I'm about to say next, I should say, in regards to what's now playing, this is from the Sega Vintage Collection, and this is the uh, menu theme that you get when you boot up Golden Axe, because at least most games on Sega Vintage Collection, which was the ports that you could buy on XBLA and PSN, they most of them had unique collection music, with the exception of a few. Like, none of the Sonic games had unique music, which was really strange to me, the fact that Streets of Rage and Alex Kidd got, um... Streets of Rage and Alex Kidd got their own menu music, but the Sonic games didn't? Arguably the bigger games out of the two? I don't know, it's weird, but Golden Axe got its own menu music, so hey, all three of the games actually got unique menu music for this collection. But this is the one specifically for the first game, because that's the one we're focusing on tonight. 
Now with that in mind, I've waffled for long enough, I should say, come and join the crazy fun on Discord. That is radiose.jf4/discord, and from there you can just type away, type, 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 tap, tap, tap. Uh, we don't have as many of you as we normally would on a Friday night, but I get the feeling that's just because um, a lot of people are confused that the show moved. Um, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers, but a lot of people forgot to advertise the fact that this show moved. But we're so slightly included, but I don't really know what more I could, could have done on the day, but. Yeah, this show is on a Sunday tonight, and we're stealing Rexy's Thunder by playing remixes. But I really like these remix shows. They never the, the intent for them is never to like um, sort of demean Sega Mixer Drive, not in the slightest. Just um, I think I've given this reasoning in the chat before, but I've never given this reasoning actually like on the show in audio form. So if you listen to the podcast, you wouldn't have ever got it. But the extent of it sort of is. Um, what I th- what I personally think is uh, sorry I'm reading the chat which is really throwing me off. The extent of it is we're on season two. We're approaching a hundred episodes of the show. It sort of got to the point where we played so many of the tracks because even if we try and pick unique topics, there's always games that will come up. P- the Puyo game is a good example because even though we tend to sort of um, get around playing music from them, Puyo Tetris comes up on. At, le- at least once a month, Puyo Tetris will be in a topic. Like, that's not an exaggeration. So, it will end up playing once a topic. And we- there's always songs that people want and etc. There's always songs that people like request and want to play. And there's songs that will always have to be relevant, such as the Sonic music. So, it gets a bit tiring playing them. So, even though we're playing the same tracks, remixes just mix it up, for a lack of a better pun. It's... I get to play something completely different to what I would normally play if I get to play a remix, even though, oh, it's still the Sonic track. Yeah, but it sounds thematically different to other Sonic tracks, therefore it counts. That was sort of why I did the Sonic 3 remix show rather than just doing a special about Sonic 3 to begin with, because we get to show off the fan community and their awesome remixing efforts, and we get to just listen to completely different melodies to what we normally listen to. That was sort of a collection of the best. This is a collection of the everything I could find. Finding remixes that aren't wilderness is slightly difficult. Funnily enough. Anyway, I should actually say who's in the Discord, because I never got around to that. I've got Twinny, I've got Mick, I've got BrickGamer98, I've got Jamie64326, I've got myself, and if you're lurking, hello to you. If you're listening on the podcast, hello to you. Also, we do accept messages on Twitter if you don't like Discord. That is uh, at ReadySega, at Topical Resort, or at the Vibrate, or using the hashtag Topical Resort. Um, also on my show blogs, which I should point out on the show, the email address for the show has now officially changed. So if you're wanting to email the topical resort, which a few of you have done before, I know not many of you really tend to use the email, but for example I noticed how Brit, Brit Gamer first got introduced to the show was through the email. I know quite a few of you still email me from time to time, but not regularly, but if you are one of those people who enjoys communicating with me through email, there is uh, one place that you need to go for that. I will still be accepting emails on topperresort at gmail.com for the next few weeks. And I'll probably still continue reading them, just I won't actively read them. But the brand new place you want to go is viper at radiosega.net for all your emailing needs. Viper at radiosega.net. I finally have a uniform email address after all this time. Because uh, Simon came back and said, hey, do you want an email? Yeah, yeah, I want an email. Alright, cool, you got the email. So that that's just for general inquiries as well, so if you ever have anything you need to email me about, then you can do so through there, but 
I always wanted to get rid of the Top Resort Gmail address, but I was always sort of holding out hope that one day, like, please, Simon, come back so I can have a Top Resort email or a Viper email on the actual site, etc. Because I was just going to pay for a domain name and, like, have it be topical at resort dot something or maybe like that or Viper Topical Resort, but I never got around to it because I always sort of held out that hope that we would one day get a sh and, um, I don't want to get into Radio Sega email, which has now happened, so thanks on that one. Also, hello to Grow4 and hello to Aya, who are both listening in now. They've just alerted me of their presence, and that is a really good question, and I think I said this before. I know I keep saying I've answered stuff before, but I really have because we're doing the show two days later than normal. If you're listening on the podcast, so you wouldn't know that, but uh, unless you paid attention to the date of this episode versus last episode, in which case, or you probably already heard me mention it by now, but uh, I've explained a lot of things already in the chat room in relation to this show and what I'm going to be talking about. But uh, how I think the spam emails work is they must find like the website from Google, and then they must get the email address from the Radio Sega website from Google, so as long as I keep linking my email on the website, then I'll keep getting spam emails, so <laughs> hopefully, no one has ever said this before, but hopefully, I still get spam emails. I, I, I can hold my breath for that one, because uh, it gives me some good content when I'm low on content like today, because I'm, I'm really low on content. Anyway, uh, you can guess by now that it is probably wilderness time, and yeah, you're entirely correct. So, coming up we have a request from, oh, we've got all our requests pretty much out of the way now. We've got a request from Brick Gamer, we got a request from Jamie, and then we've got the only track on the show which, oh, only track, yeah, the only track on the show, on this show that I think I haven't played on the show before, and it's a bit of a chippy remix. I'll leave you to figure out what it is. We've only played it once on the show before. Hmm. You're now trying to do the math in your head as to if we've played this version more than once. Because you're probably thinking of a different one to the one I'm thinking of. Oh well, that's coming up last. Coming up first is a track from Jose Acosta from 2002 and from OC Remix. Yeah, it's it's an old OC Remix for you, alright, but it's still, it's an oldie but a goodie. It still holds up, it's a banger. It's simply known as Golden Axe 2002, and this is Viper, and this is the top of the resort. I think slightly, slightly later time at 8pm, and slightly later day of Sunday, and well, what can we do except play some great Golden Axe music? Stay topical? No, you, you can't. You can't say that right now. Enjoy the music.
the 128k version there of the ZX Spectrum version of Wilderness from Golden Axe for the ZX Spectrum. Uh, JP said interestingly, why didn't you play the uh, the 48k version? And my answer to that was, I don't have the 48k version. So he has now sent me the 48k version <laughs> in response. So I guess we're going to be sneaking that one on at some point later in the show, just because I always complain that his ears are bleeding about that over that version. So we're going to have to play the 48k version because if you thought that was bad, oh boy, the Spectrum's sound chip gets a whole lot worse than the 128k version. But Jamie's adamant that I've played that more than once on the show, but I'm really certain I haven't. He requested it once for an off-topic episode as a look how different this is to the C64. Spoilers, it's not very different in that sort of sense. And I don't think I've ever had a reason to play it again because the ZX Spectrum games don't really ever come up on the show at all. C64 games will come up every once in a while, but ZX Spectrum, it's very rare for that to uh, play on the show. And if I'm going to play it, well, I'm going to play the better quality version. It's just how it works. <laughs> um, but before that, from MRT, that was Golden Axe. And I need to check I've looped my music. I better have looped my music. Uh, yeah, that was Golden Axe, a remix of Wilderness. And that was from remix.kword.org, also known as RKO. Go and check out the website for some great C64 remixes, because that's specifically a remix of the C64 version. Not that you'd know, because it sounds melodically the exact same as every other version of the song. It, I find that a lot with RKO uh, remixes. They're, oh, it's a remix of the C64 version. Are you sure? Because this Afterburner remix just sounds like the Afterburner theme to me, but just... I don't know, there's no difference. It just sounds like an arranger of any Afterburner song, not the C64 version. I always found that. I always thought that um, RKO should have probably stuck to... Uh, exclusive Spectrum games or games that are heavily associated with home computers because I don't associate any of the Sega games that are on them with the home computers because they were horrible even the C64 but the music's nice for the C64 games but I don't think any of the actual games are very good the Spectrum all of them are horrible because uh, that's how the Spectrum was someone's gonna beat me up for that I imagine actually it'll be my own family members more than anyone but yeah, the games didn't ever translate very well to the platform. <laughs> and before that, from Jose Acosta, that was from OC Remix, a track from February 2002, known as Golden Axe 2002, and yeah, it sounds a bit dated, but 2002, in comparison, that is leap years ahead of some of the other stuff that was dribbling onto OC Remix at the time, because dribbling was the correct word, they had very low quality standards back then. Uh, we play. I think the earliest OC remix we played on the show was probably the one from Jake Kaufman. The uh, we played it a few months ago, the Pogemonel one. That was from 2001, if not 2000, I believe. Which, yeah, in the absolute dawn of internet remixes, because it probably I don't know what the earliest internet game remix was. Like, OC, OC remix was. I want to say 1999 was when OC Remix was established, but I really don't know. And there's obviously probably more before that, but I couldn't tell you what they were, to be honest. Yes, OC Remix, Jose Acosta, Golden Axe 2002. And in, in the chat room, Grayfall went on to say, well, it's interesting to hear the different ways that, song can, that the song can be played. I'm certain there are other tracks in Golden Axe. I agree, we're getting to them. Just give me time, because I, I thought, oh lovely, the mel the medleys won't have um, wilderness in them. No, the medleys had wilderness in them. So, 
that's the wilderness block out of the way. That's technically two of them because the medleys decided that they were all majority wilderness. But coming up in the next block, we have the Thief's theme. There's four tracks in that, and it otherwise would have been a very short block. There was originally only going to be two, and they're both a minute each. But Jamie came in to save me because he said there was a remix of the Thief's theme in uh, Beast Rider. Golden Axe Beast Rider, the Xbox 360 and PS3 game, which wasn't very good. But apparently there was remixes in that one, because I really struggled to find Thief's theme remixes. And I put this so early on in the show because I think it's a really weak song. In my opinion, I don't think it's a very good song at all. Um, yeah, it's very low on actual content. It's just a couple of bleep bloops and that's about your lot with the Thief's theme. But these remixes, they're pretty good. And we got, because uh, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel a lot, we have another track from the C64 version of Golden Axe. Because I really wanted to stray away from the Mega Drive version. Because even though it is technically a remix of the arcade version, I feel that that's the version that everyone remembers, therefore I shouldn't really class them as remixes, because that's the one everyone probably played first before the arcade one, so... Stay away from that, but uh, that doesn't mean I can't have other console versions of the game, just specifically uh, I want to shy away from the main console versions of the game, the main official version, shall we say. But there's, there's that, and in the chat you wanted to know why I was so late on the show, because we are 49 hours late! Yes, I uh, just overslept just a slight bit. But if it was 50 hours it would have been unacceptable, but no, there is a reason, and I went over the reason on the show blog, but for those of you who missed the reason, it was the fact that I decided to do some... I, I think calling it a sound engineering is incredibly over the top, and uh, a bit... I can't even think of the word anymore. I was going to say self-loving, but that's just not even close to what I'm thinking of. Um, of the actual word and actual definition for the word that I'm thinking of that is not coming out of my brain right now. But yeah, um, did some sound mixing, did some graphic work, did some live streaming for local people. Which, uh, class as a job. I got paid and I used the money to purchase Team Sonic Racing. So, yay on that one, I guess. That should be coming next Saturday if Sega don't give me a review code, which I'm so close to getting the review code, Sega, if you're listening. Um, no, I don't, I don't want to sound like too much of a fake, to be honest. Uh, more than usual, anyway, but, yeah, that's that's that. So I used the money to order Team Sonic Racing. I used the money, actually, to order the Tetris 99 DLC, which is £9 for a marathon mode when I already have pure Tetris. Um, so... But it's not even... The actual DLC isn't that good, and what I mean by that is the DLC that you purchase on the eShop is a line of code that just tells the game to unlock the options to play the modes. So the DLC itself isn't good, but the the content the DLC unlocks is pretty good. I think it's a very good marathon mode in the game overall, and uh, the bot mode is okay, but... The nice thing about buying the DLC on Tetris 99 is it gives you access to the next load of DLC, which is going to be free for me now. So, uh, I guess it was a good investment, but everyone, everyone I've heard is, everyone I've heard um, talk about Tetris 99 is like, oh, have you heard it? It's like digital crack. I'm obsessed. But you always hear that about the game, and I, I, I tried to get into it, but I, I just couldn't. Well, it's not that it's not as bad. It's not like couldn't. It's just. I play a few rounds going, yeah, alright. Whereas people I know have sat there for 
five hours going, oh, Tetris, I gotta, I gotta get that epic victory royale. All that, like, no, I'll play a few rounds, but marathon mode, um, yeah, that, that's hooked me. It, it, I'm, uh, no shame in that, it, it's hooked me. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a marathon mode addict for life on Tetris, that's where my game time comes from, and I played it for like four hours last night. Tetris 99, not that addictive. Marathon mode, yeah. Re really addictive, apparently. Um, so there's that. I also bought Puyo Champions this week on Steam because I already had the game on Switch in Japanese under Puyo Esports, but I ended up buying Puyo Champions um, because I I play I saw that Puyo Esports came out and uh, or Puyo Champions came out again this week and. When I got the game in Japanese, I was very lukewarm because I sort of went through that phase of not hating, but not really liking Puyo. I, I'd always sort of actively avoid it when I played Puyo Tetris. I sort of went through that phase a bit when uh, when Puyo Champions came out. But I, I saw it came out on Twitter and I sort of went, oh, okay, I'll um, I'll play it again on Switch because I already have the game. I, I had played 20 minutes according to my parental controls app on Switch. Yes, I have the Parental Controls app because it's much better than the Switch's built-in log feature. It gives you like, times to the minute of how much you've played a game overall. So I, I looked at that and so I only had 20 minutes on Puyo Champions or Puyo Esports. So I, I booted it up again because I had a spare day on Tuesday. I was sort of in the car a lot on that day, so I booted it up. And I got hooked again. I, really hooked, which I, I don't think I've ever been that hooked on uh, Puyo. I sort of liked it when I first got Tetris, or when that first came out in English, but I was never, oh, this is awesome, I'm thoroughly addicted to this, I need to get better, I need to learn how to chain and how to build properly and all this sort of stuff. I was never that addicted to it, but uh, Puyo Champions, it, uh, or Puyo Esports, I just played it on Tuesday and it just clicked. Like, something about it just snapped into place and I really enjoyed it I ended up buying the game on game on Steam the same day because I always prefer using a keyboard for uh, puzzle games if I could use a keyboard on Tetris 99 I would use a keyboard but I can't so I have to stick with my Joy-Cons because I, I haven't told the story I know I'm going on a massive tangent but I didn't have too much Golden Axe to talk about I want to say that to later on in the show but I found that um Despite what everyone says, I actually don't mind the Switch's D-pad too much, as in the four face buttons disguised as a D-pad. I really like that, actually. It's the perfect way for me to play Tetris 99, it's the perfect way for me to play Puyo, but I still prefer a keyboard where possible, that's my controller of choice, but I can't even imagine myself anymore going back to the PS4 pad for uh, Puyo Puyo, just, it's... Uh, Joy-Con has been that life-changing for me, because everyone hates this D-pad, but I absolutely love it. Four face buttons, I don't get why people complain about it so much, because I find it perfect. I loved it for Sonic Mania as well, surprisingly. Um, when I first played the game I on Switch, I bought a Pro Controller, or just about brought, uh, bought the Pro Controller at that time, and I actively refused to use it because I thought the Joy-Con grip with the two Joy-Cons on it was actually better for a 2D game than the controller with the proper D-pad. It's strange, but I, I just found it to be that way. But still a keyboard purist in terms of Puyo, so I bought that on Steam. Bought the uh, bought the keyboard, and yep, even more engagement, because now I feel like I have 100% rather than 95% control over the game. So, 
Uh, addicted. Played that with Aya as well. We played that on Tuesday night. Definitely do need to play it again. Uh, because we had a bunch of fun. Um, I don't really know. I can't remember anymore. Um, sort of who was playing the best. I think overall it probably ended in a tie between me and Aya. But since we played on Tuesday night. Oh, I've been doing some training. So you better be getting ready to get schooled. Uh, good sir. Because I can now four chain pretty consistently. Whereas I can only three chain on, on Tuesday night. So... Get ready for a whooping if you ever decide to play me. If any of you, any, any others of you want to play me as well on Steam, add me. I am Green Viper on Steam. The Switch, I'm actually going to turn on my Switch. Tell me my Switch code because I'll also play Pure Champions with you on there because I've got online for ages yet still. Uh, my Switch code is SW2129836464413 if you want to add me. We can play Tetris 99, we can play Puyo Esports, that's, that's your lot. I guess we can play Smash as well, because that, that's a quite cool game. No, I... I no, I don't like Smash. <laughs> no spoilers, but you'll probably beat me. I, I can't hold my weight in Smash very well. I, I can just about, but if you're a pro-level player, yeah, we're not. We're, we're not competing at all. <laughs> you're going to win that one. You get the point on that, but it's been a... Pretty frantic week in terms of releases, and now we've got Team Sonic Racing, which is Sega's big blockbuster, coming out next, um, not next Tuesday, Tuesday after, but for me, I'm going to hopefully be getting it on the Saturday, so got that coming out next week for myself, which I'm very excited about, but yeah, that that is certainly Sega's like only major title this year, because... We talked about this the other day, everything else is either re-releases or English translations. There's, they don't have too many major projects in the pipeline this year. Team Sonic Racing is the only one, and that's coming out next week, so they're going to have to find a holiday title quick, or otherwise, I don't know what's going to happen. Ooh, um, in regards to profits, so yeah, there's, there's all that. That's fun. And I was going to say something else, but I've been a bit sidetracked. Uh, funnily enough, <laughs> someone said something to me which reminded me to talk about uh, something completely different. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I've lost the thoughts. Oh well, uh, shall we get into some more music? Because we're an hour into the show and we're only on the second music break. But um, I should mention as well, in case you didn't realise, there's no trivia coast, there's no test of topicality. Um, I was in such a rush on Thursday, yeah, I was in such a rush on Thursday to write the show blog that I just completely got to remove uh, both both segments from my generic template which I copy-paste, so as a result I didn't have time to go back and edit it because um, the reason I stated my reason for not doing the show on Friday, my reason for not doing the show on Saturday was because I was out seeing family all day. I got back around 7 o'clock, so I technically could have done a show, but I didn't know that I would be back so early at the time, so that sort of threw me off a bit. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed Ravseek, The Hidden Palace, and The Saturday Night Sega yesterday, because they were all good. Specifically Ravseek stream, um, go and give him some love. Go and give all of our Twitch streamers some love. They're, they're all brilliant people. Anyway, Maserati here with the Thief's Theme slash Old Map remix requested by Superbike 2. When we come back... It, it's nonsense. Nonsense, same as always. But then after that, we're going to be playing Papa Fiend remixes. But for now, it's the Thief's theme on the top of the resort.
hope you enjoyed that four second loop there from Golden Axe Beast Rider known as the Gnome Theme 2. No, you haven't been gnomed. Someone would have probably asked it. Not Jamie. It probably would have been Brit at this point. Uh, Mr. Brit. For that from Golden Axe Beast Rider once again, that was the Gnome Theme. Both those were technically sort of requested by Jamie because I only had two tracks in the Gnome's Theme. Oh, sorry, the uh, the Thief's Theme section, because they renamed the track for some reason in Golden Axe Beast Rider. But he came to the rescue. Golden Axe C64, Jerome Tell came to the rescue with his remix of the Thief's Theme, which actually I don't think is really all that good, but I didn't have many remixes to go with. And kicking off the block was one from Maserati, that was the Thief's Theme slash Old Map remix, as requested by Superbike2. And we're back. And I think I said there was something I was going to talk about that wasn't uh, the review, because I keep delaying that for as long as possible. I wonder why that... No. <laughs> but I think we had something else that we were going to talk about, and I've just completely forgotten. There was something on Twitter that I did want to mention, though, which was the fact that... If I go ahead and look at it... Uh, ironically, I don't even know if it's ironic. Maybe Sega knew, but uh, this weekend is... Uh, this weekend is the ending of the Golden Axe event. Ah, no, I forgot to loop the music. Uh, thank you. Thank you, um... <laughs> random metal remix has scared the life out of me. Not very helpful of you. Uh, is that looped? That's now looped. Okay. But, yeah, there's a Golden Axe event on in Sega Heroes, the mobile bejeweled clone that's very pay-to-win right now, where you can unlock Tyrus Flair in her in her legendary Sega Heroes event. So you need to battle with your four-star above Death Adder, Axe Batter, Gilius Thunderhead, and a speedy red hero to add the powerful sword-wielding fire-casting warrior to your team. What I'm hearing there is you need to pay a lot of money, you need to pay even more money, money through the roof, and finally, yeah, it doesn't cost that much. That's what I'm hearing there. I'm hearing a lot of pay to win is going into getting this brand new free character. Which isn't free because you're not going to get it unless you pay for the other characters. Uh, I don't know. Do you, Is Tyrus Flair really all that coveted? I mean, some people would say yes, but enough to spend like 30 quid on a mobile game? Do you really, do you really love it that much? No, not at all. <laughs> Just why? Why would you do that? I don't, I don't really know, but hey, Sega Heroes. It's an okay game aside from. The, the pay to win stuff is. Um, pay to win stuff is pretty cool. No, it isn't, no. The, the pay to win stuff is pretty bad, but the game itself is quite fun. But it's just so heavily microtransactioned, it's impossible to play if you don't want to pay money. Unless you're DSS, because DSS um, has max leveled everything without paying a penny. I seem to recall he did that in Sonic Runners 2. He's very good at... It was, yeah, Sonic Runners. He's very good at playing Sega mobile games without paying a penny. I, I'm impressed with him. Well done, DSS. Um, but everyone else, you can have to pay money. Um, all of the comments, uh, ironically, are just saying, please give us Kiryu events, please give us BD Joe events, please give us Professor K events, instead of the event that's actually going on. I'm surprised there isn't more Jet Set Radio stuff, because the Jet Set Radio community is an absolute trash fire. Um, no, sorry, I didn't say that out loud, actually. But, you get the point. <laughs> I didn't say it out loud, I just thought it, and I just... I t telepathically communicated it to you, I think. 
What have you, what have you pinged me to say? Uh, I forgot to loop the music. What else am I going to steal from Rexy tonight? Um, her time slot? Her show gimmick? Is there anything else left to steal from her at this point? I never normally forget to loop my music because I use a different method to Rexy, which is... I go into Audacity and create perfect 30 minute loop, so there's a reason you don't really ever hear a sort of seam or a fade out or anything because I go into Audacity and properly loop my music for 30 minutes, which is why I never have this problem on my show because all my music is looped anyway to the point the I've only ever run out of talk bed like twice on the show, once was during the Discord call in on the season finale of the show. And the other time was the Puzzle Games episode where I spoke for 40 minutes about Tetris. <laughs> it wasn't about Tetris actually, it was more about Puyo because Puyo was on that list a lot. And everyone made fun of me, Viper, why are you enjoying talking so much on your radio show? Stop enjoying having, stop enjoying enjoying yourself, don't have fun, don't talk about games that you enjoy talking about. Who do you think you are? You're here to play music and, uh, I don't know, dance around like an idiot I guess is the takeaway I got from that episode where I got criticised for for enjoying the subject matter too much. Ugh, you guys, you guys. Um, <laughs> Jamie says that Golden Axe has made its way into Animal Crossing because the Animal Crossing fandom wiki says that there's a Golden Axe trading event. So, oh, apparently it's an unofficially named event in Wild World which involves va trading various items to different special characters. One of which is the rare golden axe. Um, so yeah, the golden axe. I assume it's like the golden shovel in the game, but I I, I don't remember much Animal Crossing. I just remember a, a few family members were quite obsessed with Animal Crossing, and it's coming out on Switch, so I should probably buy it. And uh, I can sense it being a time sink. I remember buying Pokemon and saying, I'm not going to ever get into Pokemon. There is no way I'm going to time sink. Oh, I've, sp I've spent 40 hours on, on Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Whoops. So if I got Animal Crossing, I'd be like, no, I'm not into the style. Oh, no, I'm really, I'm really addicted. Oh, dear. Oh, no. <laughs> but I remember the Golden Shovel in... I was going to say the Golden Shovel in Golden Axe. So the Golden Shovel in Animal Crossing you got by... Burying the normal shovel in dirt, I seem to remember. Maybe that changed in later ones. I remember that being the case for the DS and Wii ones. Because that was at the point where my family members stopped caring because there's this thing called uh, getting old. <laughs> no, but uh, yes, secretly. But there's a golden axe in Animal Crossing, so hey, go, go for it, I guess. Um, Vrit brings up the very good question of was there ever a Superbike 1 and my immediate rebuff to that is was there ever a Brit Gamer 1 through 97? There were many British gamers probably 1 through 97 but um, I don't think their usernames are Brit Gamer so the same goes back to you. You know were there 90... I was going to say 19,000. <laughs> were there... Were there 1,979 IIs before I 1980? If we're going by monkey ball logic, probably, because, I mean, seriously, how many lives are probably being collectively lost in that game? Millions, right, at this point. Uh, speaking of the nine, not 1980th IR, he says, Animal Crossing is fun, just wish they'd have an option to have a town where I could ha live with several friends, which 
I agree. Why do they not have that? I would much prefer Animal Crossing if it was... Uh, some people are going to give me dirty looks. Some people are going to understand because uh, you're a part of the fam squad in this one. But I, I, almost sort of Minecraft style where you can all just sort of live in the same area, same village, collect resources for each other. I'd love that sort of thing in Animal Crossing. I think that would actually hook me into it more than uh, it currently is because it looks interesting but not enough for me to actually buy it. Uh, in my opinion, but I guess, yeah, uh, a almost sort of Minecraft style system could work quite well in that case. But there's seven other green vipers, that was the question I was going to get onto, but unfortunately my mind tonight is so all over the place that I just forgot to say it, because um, I'm so sporadic to that, but I kind of like it. I, I kind of like shows like... Because a lot of the time when I have shows that I don't have anything prepared, I will speak for two minutes and go, Right, music, can't be bothered, I don't have anything to say. But tonight's one of those shows where I have absolutely nothing lined up, but I have, like, thousands of just nonsensical words that I can string together in my head to create some sort of meaningful sentence. But I don't think anyone even... even uh, uh, there's probably one person who's really angry about this fact. I, I, I don't think, judging by the chat, too many people mind that I'm not talking about Golden Axe on the Golden Axe special. I think it's the running gag now that I'm just not going to actually talk about Golden Axe. I will at some point, but I mean, I'm just sort of enjoy, enjoying the, the band because we haven't had this in a while. We've sort of had a lot of episodes where I've had so much crammed into it that no, we can't possibly talk about anything else. No. So it's just nice to have an episode where I can sort of stop, play some great tunes, etc. Um, I says I had it on the GameCube and I was addicted, but then I had the biggest house and I was like, what next? Got it for my daughter on 3DS and she likes it. I think that's a lot of people's things. That's sort of the Minecraft complex for me as well. I built my house now. Cool. What do I do? I'm bored. I'm going to create a new world and create a new house. I don't know. Shoutouts to Callum, because Callum's really good at finding things to do in Minecraft. He can play the same world for months at a time, and he'll go, Oh, let's log on and go to the end, go to the never, build this really obs obscure contraption, go and farm all these resources. And my logic is, have I built a house? Yeah. Have I built a house the best I possibly can? Yeah. Alright, I'm done here, cool. But, um... Yeah, that's that's how it be, how it do, I guess. <laughs> In those sort of games, I'm not always creatively minded. Um, in these sort of things, once I get the big house, that's where I draw the line. That's my creativity out the window. You know those senses. Uh, yeah, you get the point. Uh, you heard the song just a second ago. I think it's about time we got into Path of Fiend because we got three different remixes. We've got a metal one, a SNES one. You heard correctly, a SNES one, and then another metal one because golden axe and metal, people can't keep them away, and I'm struggling to keep away from the metal remixes because it's really difficult to find some that aren't. And I'm gonna have to pronounce this person's name now. I'm I've been putting it off for a while. From Aki Javinen, Javinen. I I don't even know how you pronounce. Uh, the A correctly for a start. So that's really just not going to do me any favours. It's Golden Axe, Path of Fiend, and it's Path of Fiend time, I guess. Enjoy the music.
from Mega Driver, that was Path of Fiend from their Golden Axe remix album, which I cannot actually now remember the name of, but it's from Mega Driver. For that from uh, JB Sassaman, that was the Snares remix of Fiend's, oh sorry, Mega Driver, the Path of Fiend, I can't remember if I said that or not. And I said Mega Driver, I can't remember if I said Path of Fiend. Um, JB Sassaman with the Snares remix of Fiend, Fiend's Path there. Which wasn't an official one, but that sparked a conversation in the chat room about official SNES and Game Boy ports or Sega games. Specifically, Puyo Puyo doesn't really count because Sega didn't own it back then, but um, you had stuff like Sakura Ta- Sakura Taisen. Um, I don't actually remember if that was Sega either in the early days. I think they might have bought the rights to that as well. Um, you obviously have Mono. Why can I suddenly not remember its name? Uh, the the RPG which Puyo Puyo is based off. You also had Columns, interestingly. Columns, which was rebranded with an Astro Boy skin. I did not know that Columns was on Game Boy. And you, I thought I knew about most of um, the Sega stuff that was on other consoles pre-split uh, or pre, um, pre-post Dreamcast days. Yeah, that's very confusing to say. But um, apparently I didn't because I did not know that Columns was on Game Boy. I remember one of them being on the, um, what the hell is it called? I want to say BSC or BSX or something like that. Um, but it's not. The the kiosk thing for the Super Famicom. I swear there was a version of Columns on that. I can't remember what it's called. BSX is the name of the satellite peripheral, not the, uh... Oh, the flashcards had a really stupid name because they were the name of something else later on, but I can't remember what they were. Whatever, but yeah, I did not know about that one. And kicking off the block was a track from Aki Javinin. Something like that. Feed from Golden Axe once again, and um, this bed won't be as long as the last because I'm, I'm, I'm eating an ice cream that is currently melting, so I should probably get a bit of a wriggle on with this one. But let's see what we've been saying in the chat room in the meantime. Uh, Jamie says we have a couple of Puyo Sega did own the franchise, but did the develop or but the development and publishing was mainly handled by Compile. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that at all because Sega just sort of published the games whenever they were on um, Mega Drive, from the, from my understanding, or maybe they did develop some of them. But I thought the whole point of it was that. Compile made Puyo and then Sega bought uh, the rights to Puyo and most of Compile's stuff. Uh, thank you, it was called the Nintendo Power, the name of the Japanese only flash cartridge for the Super Famicom, and it was apparently for the Game Boy as well. That's why I thought it was stupid because it was the name of the magazine here in. Uh, it's got to be here. It was only the name of the magazine in the US. I didn't even know if we had a Nintendo magazine in the UK before the days of official Nintendo magazine. Rest in peace, that was a brilliant magazine. I always loved official Nintendo magazine. I wish I still had more of my old issues, like from the Wii days, because all of my issues I have now are from the sort of... Uh, around the time Smash Bros. 4 was coming out is when all my issues are from now, but I used to have a ton of issues that were like, Mario Galaxy coming out! Oh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl is coming out! Etc, etc. But I don't have any of them anymore, and I really wish I did. Because I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm super... Even though it was like 10 years ago, I'm getting to the point where I'm sort of getting nostalgic for old Wii stuff now. 
to the point where I sort of want to go back and read those old magazine previews of what is Mario Kart Wii going to be like? I really want to know because it's awesome. It's awesome to go back and read that old print mag. Not as much. You always hear everyone's addicted to Nintendo Power in the US. Like, Nintendo, Nintendo Power is the best magazine ever. The NES. Log live the NES. But no, I want to go back and live that recent memory history, you know? That's sort of... That's sort of my jam quite a bit. The recent memory history. Um, and sort of cataloguing anything that we don't already sort of remember, even though it was only ten or so years ago. Hey, that's that's how it do be sometimes. That's how it be, how it do. Jamie has sent me the image of um, Pocket Pure Pure 4, and it's uh, developed my compile, as I correctly predicted, just to say that... Um, Sega published it, but 2000 was around the time Compile was uh, bowing out, and 2001 actually, I believe, was when Sega bought the license up. 2001 must have been the year the Compile went under, so it makes sense that maybe Sega had a hand in developing that one because Compile was sort of on the last legs at that point. That's that's what you get for making the same game so many times. It was only when Sega came in they went. Right, um, so you've made four puzzle games now with the exact same set of characters. Um, yeah, we're going to change that. We're going to create a completely new set of characters and then we're going to bury the old set which you guys made until Boo Tetris, which came out like 12 years later. And then we're going to make another new set of characters which bury the old set of new characters. And we won't see either of those two old sets until Boo Tetris, because... Um, because we can, really. That that's that's sort of the only reason for it. They just, they just sort of felt like it, so they did it. And we can't blame Sega for that, because that's sort of how they roll. But I don't know how I feel about that whole situation. But it is what it is. Hey, do you remember Golden Axe? Gold Golden Axe is a fun game. It's on every collection ever, so you've probably played it at this point. It wasn't on Game Boy though, so. Can't really, can't really lean on that as a segue. We're just gonna have to wing this segue a bit um, until I can, until I think it's ample time to go and play some more music so my ice cream uh, isn't melted. And uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I knew the name. I just couldn't properly remember it. It was uh, Maro Monogatari. I had Monogatari in my head. I couldn't think of the first, the first word though. And it's the RPG which Puyo Puyo is based on. And I don't really know how they are as RPGs, but I hear they're pretty brutal and not in the gameplay sense. Like the, they're pretty metal in regards to what happens in them, and it's really weird because they're these like super messed up stories, and yet um, Arl, the protagonist of Puyo Puyo, who's normally meant to be like 16 in Puyo Puyo, is like three or something in those games, and they get really satanic at points. It's really odd. I don't know what compile we're up to in those days, but it's certainly a far cry from the cute, innocent puzzle games they made in the later life. That's for certain. Uh, well, then again, they were, they were the shmup company for the longest time as well, and that sort of went under with, um, I guess, Musha Alest was sort of, unless I'm missing something, I think Musha Alest for the Mega Drive was their final uh, shmup. Maybe I'm getting wrong. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's, um... What's it called? Um... There's an actual Puyo Puyo RPG. I'm thinking of Puyo Puyo Chronicles. That's the 3DS one, but I think there's another one as well. An RPG based off a puzzle game based off an RPG. Because... Logic, uh... It's, 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 
Sega uh, trying to make logic out of something that already had none when it was developed by Compile, because that's, that's how Puyo works. It's a pretty nonsensical puzzle game anyway, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just going to play music. <laughs> because when we come back, we can actually start talking about the game, because we're into the second batch of talk beds, we're into the second half of the show, therefore I don't have to keep scrounging around for things to say. Because <laughs> everyone else is sort of going to sleep, because it's like half nine here in the UK now, which is way later than I'd normally go. We're going to go into the Turtle Village block next, one of the more iconic tracks outside of Wilderness from Golden Axe, and we have two, we have three fairly unique remixes. There's still one Metal, one Mega Driver remix in here, but outside of that we have one from Sega Ages 2500, that's the PS2 remake, and we have a lot of suckage in, um, in the middle. No explanation, figure it out on your own. But here's the Sega Ages 2500 track, and it's simply known as Stage 2, right here on Top of Resort.
We are back. This is Searcher's remix of Old Map from Golden Axe, our new bed for the rest of the night. And you just heard Mega Driver's take on Turtle Village 1, and uh, before that, a certain Mr. Opus Sucks Collective's take on Turtle Village 1 from his Magical Sound Shower Project remix album, which I don't know if you can still get that anymore. I, I have a... I have a slight hunch that you might have taken that down, in which case uh, you probably can't get that anywhere anymore, but we certainly remember it here at Radio Sega. Mm, Radio Sega Farm remembers. Uh, we don't have a farm. We don't even have Farmville. We don't have farming simulator. None of that, so... Um, I guess the closest we get is Shining Force. The old Shining Force game, somewhat, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on that too much, to be honest. But I would bank on OSC's remixes going over to his band camp, because they're all excellent including the show theme known as Resort Tropical, which I, I never say that name on the show at all because it's just the double resort theme, but that's the actual name of the track. So download it. Go and buy it. I think it's quid. Go and buy it. It's good. It's not like the Manic Monday show, but there's a full version. The version you hear on the air is the full version in this case. And before that, from Sega Ages 2500 Series Volume 5, The Golden Axe, that was... Stage 2, which is also known as um, Turtle Village. Sorry, Twenty just told me basically to check the Twitter, so I'm going to check the Twitter. Um, someone apparently tweeted at us with the exact OSC remix, but I can't see it, so link it to me, I guess. Because I'm... Scrolling for it, and I just can't see it. So, uh, I don't know. Twitter, there's been a few people on Twitter tonight. I don't even have my web browser open right now, so that's not an option for me to read it. But we've had Rexy over on the Twitter feed half an hour ago, so I probably should have caught that earlier. It says, Go, go, Green Viper! I'm too busy holidaying to tune in, but do make it a great night for all tuning in because, yes, Rexy is taking on a well deserved holiday. Uh, we're going to ignore the fact that she had two weeks off. Um, she had a week off two weeks ago. Um, I don't know, but it, 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 I'm, I'm trying to make a joke here, but I don't know what the joke is. Um, yeah, we got we gave her a good good mouthful for that one. No, no, we didn't. We really didn't. <laughs> she deserves a break every once in a while. But she booked off this holiday months ago. Like, Viper, a uh, Christmas time. She's like, Viper, I'm, I'm taking a week off. I hope you don't mind um, in May. That's a lot of notice compared to um, some hosts not naming names who just go five minutes before the show. Uh, oh, sorry guys, uh, I'm asleep tonight. Uh, catch you next week. Alright, all right, cool. Bye. <laughs> you know, Rexy gives me five months warning. We're just going to cancel the show. That's even better than I do. And I, I generally try not to cancel my shows at all. This season, I've had to um, rearrange four and flat out cancel one. Which is down on my normal standard because series one, I cancelled one episode. That was it. But um, despite not being a student anymore and just sort of... Theoretically having a more simple life, because I don't have to rush around like a student does. Um, I've surprisingly had less time as a result. I've had to delay some shows, but I think delaying it due to work is a pretty good reason. And in the next couple of weeks, delaying it due to seeing a friend I don't get to see too, all too often is hopefully a good reason. I could just cancel and go, sorry guys, next week. There's always next week. 
No, there isn't. There's always got to be a show every single week. You know how this show, you know how we roll. Because we are the top resort. The I can't even say we're the most consistent show on Radio Sega because Rexy has that one covered for me. Um, somebody just tweeted. Somebody just tweeted the SoundCloud link to that OSC track. Oh, you mean you? You meant you, Twinny. <laughs> God damn it. Um. So you just tweeted it out, and Jamie says, "Oh, good old Opus sucks collecting, making another show terrible when your tunes are played." Of course, Jamie's long-running rivalry with uh, OSC is still not going away after all this time. I'm surprised. Um, so much so that he actually had to tweet about. Or he had to break his Twitter silence to tweet about it. Um, actually, no, that was Avengers Endgame that made him break his silence, according to my Twitter. But we'll keep checking. Um, uh, where are you? I I'm reading through his Twitter on air right now. This is very sad. Yeah, I know. I'm doing the I'm doing the Gabby thing of just. <laughs> not talking for some five seconds, but I'm actually reading something that's not important to the show at all, so that makes it all better. Um, okay, no, his Twitter silence has been broken for a long time. I'm, I'm gonna um, move on from that. Whatever. Um, so we had Turtle Village. We have the Battlefield theme coming up next, which is another one of the classics from. Golden Axe, but for now, I should ask, I should finally ask, because we've only got, like, two more beds left. Have you got any good memories of Golden Axe? Have you got any favourite parts of Golden Axe? Any sort of good memories of playing it for the first time? Uh, opinions on the game overall? I can't really comment too much on the opinion side of things, because I haven't played enough of it to form a solid opinion. I like the music, despite not having played much of it on the show previously. I like the characters. The characters are pretty cool. Gilius being the standout, there's a reason he's still around on every Sega collection to date. Um, not, I, I, obviously Golden Axes, but I mean the actual character of Gilius is really iconic for the pre-Sonic uh, days. You don't really see Space Harrier Guy advertised too much, even though he does have a tie out of no, nothing. Nothing, I did not say. Um... <laughs> That's the one feature everyone always brings up about him, so I had to bring it up before someone before someone else did. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you don't see too many people bring up Space Harrier Guy or the Outrun Ferrari. It's always mascots before Sonic. You have Alex Kidd. You have Opa Opa. You have um, Gilius. I couldn't, I couldn't remember his name for a second after going on a massive rant about him. You have Gilius from Golden Axe. They're your three horsemen of the Sega Apocalypse if Team Sonic Racing tanks, I guess. That's the motive I'm going to go with here. Um, Voxy just says, ooh, speaking of which, hello Voxy, hello uh, Ravzig as well. He's been tuning in and he enjoys the cool remixes, the quality remixes even. But um, Jamie says it's quality up to this point because I played Opus Science. Ha, 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 because Opus Science sucks, he's really bad, I don't like him. I'm putting these impressions completely out of my ass tonight. I don't know if you're noticing that aspect of the show as well. There's many things about the show. <laughs> as I say, I sort of like it. <laughs> I sort of like how off the cuff this is tonight. That's playing into the charm of it very well. 
Um, but yeah, we did have Voxy join us as well. We just said cool golden axe mix, and that was when I was playing Opus Science. So take that, Jamie. Opus Science is good for something, I think. Um, Brit actually brings up um, actually brings up something related to the show. Jamie, you don't need to remind me that his name's Gillis Thunderhead. We have a 20 second delay, I've already figured it out, don't worry. But Pritt says, I played Golden Axe for the first time on the collection for the 360. There's two collections on the 360, that does not help. I assume you mean uh, Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection, also known as Sonic's Ultimate's Ultimate Genesis Collection for you Yanks. But that collection was pretty good, actually. It, it's better than Sega Mega Drive Classics slash Sega Genesis Classics for current consoles. That sucks. We've At this point, even if you've never listened to the show, I feel like my rants about Sega Mega Drive Classics are so universal that you've probably heard someone else bring them up. So I don't really need to do that. But hey, Sega, Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Collection was a pretty good collection, though. Uh, it has some problems. Specifically, it has uh, th- the game. Despite being on H uh, on HD consoles, the games don't look as sharp as they should. There's the uh, the screen blur option, which smooths everything, but that's not what I'm talking about. The unblurred pure pixel mode looks really blurry, really grainy for some reason. I can't put my finger on why. On top of that, some graphic in the game are a bit glitchy. I can't give any examples, but I remember looking at some of them going, there's, um, like, parts that you've left in from the magic wand tool on that image, as in Photoshop's magic wand remove the background tool. How did you not catch that? (laughs) There's a few bits like that. I'm just sort of, how did you not catch that in your presentation of that collection in the slightest? Um, but it was also Golden Axe was on both of the 360 PS3 collections because it was also on Sega Vintage Collection as you heard by the music earlier on that was probably the better of the two ports because it had more bells and whistles in it from what I hear what is the definitive port of Golden Axe now that I think about it it's easy to say the arcade version but what is the sort of proper arcade purist version or the arcade better than version that people like to play. I could sort of tell you that for most games. I couldn't tell you that for Golden Axe. I, I've let it on. I know nothing about the game. That's not uh, not because I hate it. I just... It's not one of those games that doesn't appeal to me, but it's never one of those games that's leaped out at me, which is probably why I should finally give it a go. I, one of these days, I should just start up my stream and do a stream where I try and beat every single game on one of the various collections because I feel that would be an interesting premise actually just hey we're gonna spend the next few streams trying to get through Sega Mega Drive classics because I hate myself instead of playing a good collection I can play Sega Mega Drive classics because that's what I do I guess but uh, Grey Force says I play Golden Axe uh, on the Mega Drive as part of the Mega Drive or the Mega Games 2 cartridge hate those gnomes with a vengeance and would quite happily play a minigame with them where you have to try and kick them as far as you possibly can. Well, um, dwarf tossing is legal in most states, but I don't know about gnome kicking. Maybe maybe that's allowed. Um, specifically, I think if <laughs> we're getting to the sort of point where the kids who grew up with Mega Drive are um, starting to control society, so I feel we're almost getting to the point where they're going to be in... Congress and all the other parts of the world soon making the decision, so maybe they'll make kicking gnomes uh, legal. 
Is is it a hate crime? Who knows? But but, hey, the the damn gnomes! Um, at the very least, you can take out your rage on a discount garden gnome. Where do they sell garden gnomes? Asda is the only place I can think of, and I don't know why that's coming to mind. Um, I thought I did mention the system. I think I just got so sidetracked again. Uh, Britt says that he beat the game on the At Games portable Mega Drive, which I was supposed to go, <gasps> At Games, At Games is horrible, I hate At Games, because that's what every generic gaming YouTuber does. No, At, at Games, the emulation is great, but it's not horrible. The, the emulation itself is fine, it's just the sound emulation. Like, oh no, it sounds slightly too low pitched, which, yeah, that is a problem, but it never really bothered me on the handhelds. It bothered me on the consoles, not the handhelds. As a whole, I really like the At Games handhelds. I've talked about this before, the build quality of them is awesome. Like, the D-pad is... It's the... You'd look at it and think, that doesn't look too nice, because it looks more like a joystick nub type thing rather than a D-pad, but it worked really nicely. One of my favourite, actually, D-pads to play Mega Drive games with. The buttons are super clicky, the screen looks nice. The speakers are horrible. The speakers are really what let it down, but I've talked about this before. There's a ROM that you can put onto your uh, At Games Portable, known as the Nero Bootloader, which actually fixes the sound and gives you various features like save states and game genie codes. I've shown it off on my Instagram, so if you actually have Instagram, that's Green Viper 8, but it makes the sound damn near perfect. It's really up there. Um, and save states and game genie is certainly nice, but sound is the main thing I'm worried about. But sounds never bother me too much in handhelds because I just tend to listen to my own music if I'm playing games out and about. And uh, if I'm not playing games out and about, I'm not playing on my at games handheld, with a few exceptions sometimes. But you get the point. If I'm out, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to my music. I'm not listening to the music of Sonic 2 or Streets of Rage 2 for the seven millionth time. I'm listening to something else. Damn it! But hey. Having the option of the narrow bootloader there, um, why not take it, I guess? Brit has just taken it one step too far. He says, don't kick sh- Garden Gnome, shoot them with a machine gun. Uh, alright, Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, you know, no, no need for that one, but... <laughs> that's a bit of a step up. Uh, on a slightly lighter note, Grofor is mentioning now that B&Q would likely sell Garden Gnomes. Yeah, I agree, they probably would. I think of Asda, because there's one Asda that I sometimes go to that as a massive garden section. That's probably why I think they sell them in Asda. Jamie says that he thinks the definitive version of Golden Axe is interestingly the Mega Drive version, because it has extra stages, but it lacks some other things. So then we get into the argument of what's the definitive version of the definitive Mega Drive version. Because, uh... I guess probably the Sega Vintage Collection on PS3 and 360, because that was done by M2, and M2 are very good. Therefore it's probably M2. Because it's it's M2. Oh, uh, what's what's that a reference to? I feel like I know it's a reference to, but what is a what 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 weird anime are you watching where they shoot garden gnomes in the head with machine guns? I know it's probably not an anime; it's probably some YouTube video. But um, but um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Supersonic Swagger has popped out the woodworks and says, "I have golden axe on various Genesis compilations. Never played it though. That sounds familiar. Except I played the first stage. That's as far as I got." I did mention that I had the opportunity to play the arcade version a few weeks ago, and I'd never elaborated on that. So it was at uh, Heart of Gaming, so hi Rav, if you're still listening, when, when we met up on the Saturday, 
there was a golden axe arcade cab over in the sort of right corner of it. And I played it for all about two minutes, because then the Donkey Kong cab was free. I'd rather play Donkey Kong. Um, it's partly true, and we get into this normal, Sega's better, blah blah blah, but I, I don't know, I'd just rather play Donkey Kong. It's a bit of more of a pick up and play game. If I, if I put in my quarters and play, not my quarters, Arcade games are more expensive in the UK. If I put in my pound coins, which is the equivalent of putting in like a dollar twenty-five every time you want to play an arcade game in in the US, that puts in comparison to how expensive arcade machines are to play in the UK. I'm not gonna sit there and pop in like ten quid into the arcade machine only to get a stage in because it's one of those games you play it all through. Or you don't play any of it. You Donkey Kong, oh I died, oh well, I'll just go and play something else now. Golden Axe, you sit there for hours slaving away until you beat it. I didn't really have the patience to do that, so I quit after the first stage. That's my rough opinion on it. My opinion on Battlefield, however, is what a beauty of a track, and um, I just realised we have another Mega Driver track in this. I'm really sorry. On on songs where I struggle to find them, Mega Driver just always seems to have a version of the track. This is from a different Mega Driver album, actually, surprisingly, so... Um, there's multiple Mega Driver albums that contain Golden Axe music, but... It's to the battlefield, that's the block coming up, and then... The final full block is coming up after this, because we're gonna get into Death Adder and, uh... Spoilers! In in the original Golden Axe, Death Adder's a remix of Wilderness, so we got remixes of a remix of Wilderness coming up. So... But you can't skip Death Adder, which is sort of technically the final boss theme. You just you just can't do it, not at all. So th three more Wilderness remixes coming up. I'm gonna have to face the music on that one because I don't think Twitter will be too happy either. We still got Battlefield coming up, so let's go to Jonathan Star Striker's take, simply known as to the Battlefield. When we come back, this is Wilderness time. Oh, oh, and I'm actually gonna give my opinions on the game now. I swear. See you in a bit.
there was more wilderness at the end there. I actually didn't know that was coming up at all. Um, that was from Echidemon? Demon, Demon. Battlefield, the metal cover. That was part of a another Golden Axe medley, but I cut it down to just that part. And that was requested by Superbike 2. What a surprise. Um, before that, from Mega Driver Action Metal. That was from 2004. You you couldn't have you that sound quality was immaculate for 2004 and they've been making good quality music since the 1800s. Something something you're gonna say or whatever. Some bloated exaggerated number, but for internet music standards, as in stuff that was developed in so likely someone's basement using a Windows XP computer using subpar sound equipment for 2004. That that blows away a lot of the stuff you would sort of hear on what, what was the popular music vector in 2004 I really couldn't tell you because we'd sort of we'd sort of gone beyond the point of pi pirate sites as vectors for new music you know I think we sort of crossed the the LimeWire phase by now LimeWire was on its way out by 2004 I think so I guess it couldn't have been that. Um, I don't know, this was a year before YouTube as well, so can't rely on that. OC Remix, you could rely on that, but you can't sell music, you, or at least you couldn't sell music through OC Remix at this time. I really don't know. That's an interesting question for another day, someone will probably remember. Um, I don't though, <laughs> funnily enough. Who would have guessed? Me. So we're going to actually finally talk about Golden Axe because I said I would. <laughs> Because it's the final bed that isn't. Thanks for listening. So, yeah. My opinions on Golden Axe are fairly brief. Because I've mentioned I haven't played too much of it. But it's along the lines of pretty solid beat-em-up. That's as far as I go on it. Because I don't think the mechanics are as in-depth as stuff like Streets of Rage or any of the later beat-em-ups, but specifically any of the later Mega Drive beat-em-ups, you can't compare it to stuff on Dreamcast. And it's not as good as this beat-em-up on the Xbox 3. Yeah, we know, funny that, but in comparison to sort of the Mega Drive stuff you had, um, it's, it's up there certainly, but it's not the best. It has ways to go, but as a whole, likeable characters, likeable setting. The story is pretty, a pretty funny premise. I still say as well, it's probably the best Golden Axe game of the three. I know some people would disagree with that, but what can you do? Golden Axe Two is just a bit of a reskin of the first game. Golden Axe Three is way too different, but one, yeah, it's still that that lovely middle ground. Obviously, it's not going to be a rehash of Golden Axe Zero, because, um, I mean, that's probably Lizard Cube's next project. We're not going to beat around the bush on that one. But, yeah, that's, that's sort of the extent of it. You've already told me your opinions about Golden Axe, but it's a good beat-em-up that has some problems. It, it could have some improvements, but it could also have a lot of things that us about it. Jamie actually brings up a good point, which I was going to write down for the Scraps Trivia Code segment, which I didn't have time to write. Which says, the little pink dragon thing you can write in the original Golden Axe originates from stage 2 of Altered Beast. I just forgot all about that until you mentioned, mentioned the, the connection. I knew it was the pink dragon was a reference to something, but I couldn't remember what. 
but you brought up a very good point, which is that Altered Beast and Golden Axe are pretty heavily linked. Um, I think that's a bit of a disadvantage to Golden Axe, because I don't think Altered Beast is a very good game. I think it's very boring and very easy. Spoilers. But, nah, nah. It is what it is, but it's a, it's a nifty little reference, and it's been put into a much better game, so you can say that about it. Kefki brings up the good point that is... Uh, speaking of which, hello Kefki. Kefki brings up the good point of Revenge of the Death Adder is the true Golden Axe 2 anyway. Well, it's the arcade Golden Axe 2 and then they went, yep, let's just completely ditch this for the home consoles for some reason. I don't know why you would do that, but they did. Anyway, that's about all I have to say. We're, we're already 15 minutes late. There's no point dragging it out for any longer than it needs to be. I should mention, Jamie said in the chat room as well, um, when can you be hearing the 48k version of Wilderness, which I said I would play? I mean, um, I did say I'd play it, so I probably should play it, but who knows? It could come up at any point, at any time. But we're going to play Wilderness anyway, because Death Adder's a remix of Wilderness as it is. From Dax, it's the weakest remix of the bunch, that's why it's at the start of the block. From Dax, this is simply known as the very creative title, Golden Axe, Death Adder theme. When we come back, it's going to be time to end off the show. Enjoy the music.
my, my ears are bleeding. On the plus side, it's got a pretty sick beat. Uh, unlike this next remix of Death Adder, but it's pretty sick overall, I'm sure you'll agree.
catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Yeah, we, we sort of got the gist of that remix after a while. It's a nice one, but um, didn't, didn't really need to be five minutes and thirty seconds, did it? No. That was from Luke Jansen. That was his Death Adder remix. For that from the ZX Spectrum version of Golden Axe, that was the 48k version of Wilderness, because he said we'd play it somewhere. It's not, it's not very good. It's got a sick beat though, as we mentioned. <laughs> there's no there's like no instrumentation whatsoever, but you can just hear boom, 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 boom. So that, that's, that counts for something, I guess. For that from DCS STL, that was Death Out of the Orchestral Remake. And before that, from Dax, that was his remix of the Death Adder theme. And Jamie has correctly pointed out, yes, it's not a remix of Wilderness. Why do you keep thinking it is a remix of Wilderness, Viper? That's because every remix of Wilderness ever incorporates that. Specifically, the C64 version we've mentioned, yep, it includes the sort of um, introduction-y type bit from Death Adder. But every remix afterwards almost always seems to include it in some form, which is why I always correctly associate it with Wilderness, which it technically isn't. There we go, we set the record straight. Another thing I got wrong about Golden Axe, Death Adder, is not a remix of Wilderness, it's its own track. Anyway, we're we're here right at the end of the show. It's half past ten. I wanna go to bed. So we're gonna we're gonna end this off. I wanna give a huge thank you to everyone who's been listening in the chat room. We have had Jamie, we've had Greyfall, we've had Ravseg, we've had myself, we've had Kefki, we've had Supersonic Swag, we've had Brick Gamer 98 Twinny, Voxy, some others. Um, earlier on we had II, we had Shaddix, uh, we had Mick. Uh, there was one more person we had, and I can't remember the name now. Because they posted one message and left, and you're still listening, hello to you. We had Serga as well uh, at some point during that, but you are... Who are you? Unless you deleted your message, but I don't see why you would have deleted your message. Um, slide it down from here. Come on, I really want to read your name out. Gaming Guy 800 There we go. So shout out to Gaming Guy 800 as well. I think that might have been their first ever post in Discord. I'm not too sure, though. Um, uh, hello to you, if it was. If not, thank you to everyone who's been listening in. Uh, next week's episode is going to be back to Friday, so if we waited one more hour, it would be this week's episode. <laughs> but yeah, coming up um, on next week's episode, which is next Friday at 7pm BST, that is when Top Resort always is, with the exception of the week after that, we're going to ignore that. It's always scheduled for 7pm on a Friday, so an hour earlier than it was today on Sunday, but on a Friday. And, well, we discuss a variety of topics, some of which I know more about than others. And I've mentioned a bit before about how I don't really want to talk about Sonic anymore on the show. I'm sort of a bit sick of that now, because we, we've done it to death, as thanks to the various topics we've done. So we'll be happy to know that the next two weeks' topics have some sort of relation. I'm going to try and keep the relation to a minimum though. Next week's topic specifically is games that we never talk about. And the week after that has various games, some of which happen to be Sonic. We'll discuss the week after's schedule uh, next week. But I will say that um, on Thursday we have a certain other Sega related, it's only related, release coming out. 
and that is Spark the Electric Jester 2 on Steam. So, well, of course, we're going to have an episode dedicated to Lake Feppard's works. So, that includes Sonic 4 the sequel, a greatly loved OST on the Radio Sega. Uh, just shows we don't have it on the uh, we didn't have it on the 24/7, but everyone always loves the Sonic 4 the sequel soundtrack as well as the Sonic After the sequel soundtrack, both fan made for a fan game, both awesome. Any music featured in Sonic Before the Sequel Aftermath and Sonic Chrono Adventure, which happens to be a large number of tracks, actually, um, because those games aren't original soundtracks, they pull from various sources, so that means we have a bit of variety, because a lot of them end up coming from stuff like Ace Combat and Metal Gear Rising, of all things, so we're going to have those eligible. We're also going to have the original Spark the Electric Jester, his first commercial game, that's going to be eligible as bunch of great songs i'm looking forward to that and because i already have the soundtrack to it and it will officially be out we'll have various pl- first plays of the soundtrack to spark the electric jester 2 and there's some real bops on there which you guys are gonna love so hope you enjoy next week's episode that'll be friday at 7 p.m before that however we have we have rose Day's guest nights monday at 7 p.m bst featuring various podcasts from around the community friday we're back to the top of the resort with me Saturday, we are back to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. That's Saturdays at 9pm. Saturdays at 10pm is Gavi on Saturday Night Sega. Sundays at 2pm, BST is Sweaty Sundays with Dr. Scott Nick and Nalbis. And finally, Sundays at 8pm is normally Sega Mixer Drive with Rexy. So with that in mind, uh, there's only one song left that we can really play, and that has to be the credits theme from Golden Axe. And, well, we went with a remix from Wolfhaven, and um, wouldn't you know it, it was requested by Superbike from Wolfhaven. This is Sutakola Sasa. I've been Green Vaporate. You've been awesome. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay topical.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.